Good evening and welcome to another look. I would encourage you as we start our time together tonight to grab your Bible and turn in it to uh, Revelation chapters 6 and 7 as we are going to contrast those two chapters and uh, what God is teaching us through uh, the disciple John who shares his revelation with the church. And uh, as we uh, turn in those chapters and spend some time uh, taking another look. Uh, we start with prayer. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of being able to read your word, to have your spirit speak to us through it. And we pray that as we take another look uh, tonight at some of these important chapters in your word, that you will bring uh, clarity, encouragement, and um, greater hope, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. So to set the stage a little bit in the book of Revelation, John starts with uh, introducing us to the risen Lord Jesus Christ, the living one, the first and the last. And uh, Jesus tells John to write to the churches. And so in chapters 2 and 3, we read those individual letters that John, uh, that Jesus has John write to the churches. And then uh, that those letters stop and uh, John's vision sort of is pulled way back to a cosmic scope as uh, he's brought into the throne room of God. And, and next week, Sunday morning, uh, we're going to reflect and meditate on Revelation uh, 4 and 5. And so as uh, that scene unfolds with all of creation and the angels and the elders uh, and worship, uh, we then shift our sight with John to how history unfolds. And in Revelation chapter 6, uh, the trouble and the tribulation and the trials that Christians are facing on earth, not just in the first century, but from uh, the beginning of time onward, God's people and really all of the human race have faced these trials. And in Revelation chapter 6, these are uh, coming at the people of God by way of the four horsemen. They all come. And then in Revelation chapter 7, we are given the hope-filled picture of those who persevere and make it through. And what John does in chapter 6 and in chapter 7 is he takes all of those threats in chapter 6, all of those things which seek to undermine and threaten and undo God's people, and he matches them with how God is not only able to cover those things, but be better than those things. And that's what I want to look at together tonight. And so um, in chapter 6, <clears throat> we begin with the first horseman. And we're told that he is given a crown, verse 2, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. And so this rider is political power, interested in conquering, subduing, and threatening. That's chapter 6. 
In chapter 7, we listen in in verse 10, as we are reminded that salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne. True power belongs to God and to the Lamb. But it doesn't just stop there. It's also in verse 15. If you look at Revelation 7, verse 15, we read, He will shelter them with his presence. And so as the conqueror goes out to conquer, as the rider goes out to threaten, the presence of God shelters those. That's the hope the believer has. Back to the Revelation chapter 6. In verse 4, we find these words. Uh, the second conqueror, uh, the second rider goes out to strip peace from the earth and to make men slay each other. To him was given a large sword. Clearly, this rider is bringing about division. It's bringing about war. It's bringing about tribalism. It's bringing about separation. And John in Revelation 7 says, Every nation, tribe, people, and language. All of the things which before in Revelation chapter 6 were being used to divide in Christ and through the Lamb, those are now brought together. And even more than that, in uh, verse 17, we read the Lamb will be their shepherd. Well, of course, in order to be a shepherd, there is a flock. And so the nation, tribe, language, and people who are brought together are the flock being led by our shepherd lamb. Back to chapter 6. The third writer uh, makes things so bad in terms of economic disparity and poverty and hunger that a quart of wheat, verse 6, for a day's wages and three quarts of barley for a day's wage Hunger and economic trouble are what the third rider brings. Chapter 7, verse 16. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. For those who persevere through hunger, economic trouble, disparity, the promise of the Lamb is that there will be uh, no hunger, no thirst into eternity. Chapter 6, verse 8. Power was given over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. The fourth rider is given the power of death and the grave. Hades there for Sheol, for the realm of the dead. And so this fourth rider comes to bring death, despair, uh, to bring uh, the impact of the grave. And yet in chapter 7, for those who persevere, who hold on hope, we are reminded in verse 15, they are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night. In the presence of the Lamb, there is not death. In the presence of the Lamb, there is, not grave, there is no grave. There is no threat of death to those who persevere in the face of death. And also, in verse 17, the shepherd leaves them, uh, leads his flock to springs of living water. 
So you've had four horse riders so far, but there are other threats as well. And so um, the fifth seal that gets cracked open, we hear in a loud voice, the martyrs cry out, how long sovereign Lord, holy and true until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood. And at the very end of Revelation 7, verse 17, we hear that God will wipe every tear from their eye. And so for those who are crying out, when will God break things right? When will God make things new? The promise is for those who persevere and hold on, those will be a distant memory and every tear will be wiped away. The sixth seal in Revelation chapter 6. The sky recedes like a scroll rolling up and every mountain and island are removed from their place. When this sixth seal gets unopened, uh, uh, creation itself is undone. There is threat all around. Everything that was stable and sturdy and dependable is now uh, rolling back and everything is undone. And for those who persevere, to those who remain hope-filled in the promise of the Lamb, we read in chapter 7, verse 16, the sun will not beat upon them nor any scorching heat. Right, and so in chapter 6, the sky is threatening. The weather, uh, elements of the weather are threatening. But in chapter 7, to those who persevere, they cannot harm. They cannot hurt. Uh, they are held and under control by the Lamb at the center of the throne. You and I are in the midst of these seals being unleashed on the earth. We see political power, uh, political leaders trying to gain power for themselves. We see war and division based on tribalism and uh, nations warring against nations. We see places where there's hunger, where there's no clean water. We see places where uh, there's economic disparity and economic hopelessness. And the promise of God is not just that those things uh, will be dealt away with, but that the very promises that are there for those who are who hold on to the hope that they have in Jesus Christ. The image we're given, the picture we're given of, of the, the promised life is that all of the threat, everything from before, will not only be covered, not only be dealt with, but it will also become nothing. What seemed so strong is now answered completely and fully for those who stand around the throne of God and of the Lamb. And so hold on to hope. That, of course, is the main message, one of the main messages of Revelation. John writing to persecuted Christians, to those who are feeling hopeless or in despair, that, that the troubles that they are facing in the world are stronger than their Savior, Jesus Christ. And so you and I also hear that message to hold on 
to the Lamb at the center of the throne, the Lamb who was slain, who has been raised to life again, and who will wipe away every tear. Let's pray. God, we uh, struggle sometimes when we are faced with the threats of this world. We struggle to believe that you are in control. We struggle to believe that there is uh, a, a new day coming. We imagine that the wicked will always persevere. And yet you remind us that through your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, all of those things will be answered. And so fill us with hope, fill us with perseverance, and help us to trust. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.